Get out. Get out my room. I, I'm sorry. Oh, I'll leave right no, now. No, not you. <laughs> not you. My damn kids are all in my bed. <laughs> get up and get out. Serious. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. Yay. Yay. <laughs> everybody this is your boy b rob and i am back with another edition of the random rounds with rob podcast first and foremost i'd like to thank you the listener for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts let me take a swig of this smearing off real quick if you're a first time listener i appreciate you uh for giving me a try and if anybody recommended you to me i would uh ask you to give them a crisp high five if you're in that general vicinity of course but if not you can use your social media app of choice to reach out through to them via tweet dm or whatever have you and uh let's not also forget that the random realms with rob is also on social media you can find us on twitter at 3r show you can find us on instagram by using the hashtag 3r show or hashtag walmart log i would give you the the freaking name of the account but it's long and convoluted like a penis so i just say use the hashtags they're a lot shorter or whatever so um you can also go to randomrobcast.com to where you can find you know different ways to help support the show and just some other cool stuff and whatnot you can see the guest list of everybody that has ever been on this show except for uh, rad because I haven't put his picture on there as of this recording but by the time this episode come out it'll probably be up there and updated or whatever so I don't even know why the fuck I said that but that's just what I do I ramble and uh, speaking of guests that have been on this show before we have a returning guest and I'm excited to sit down and chat with him a little bit because as this comes up we are about seven days away from the J1 Con in Atlantic City, New Jersey at the Showboat Hotel, formerly a casino, I believe. But that's where we're going to be kicking it. It's going to be November 2nd and 3rd. And um, I'm excited to get out to the Northeast again. I, I believe I'm going to have to bring a coat with me this time, like a thicker one, because, you know, it's October. It's the witching season and whatnot. Hurricane season, to be exact. So, um, or close into it. I think it's what well, starting November. But anyway. That's far from the coast. I'm 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 gonna dress appropriately for the weather. <laughs> See, like you had to giggle in there. Get, had to get it in. I, I I did it on purpose. I kept going. I know. Till I, I get know, something I out know, of you. I know this. <laughs> so I had to I had to let you I had to let you breathe. Let you let it. You know, let the joint rock. You know, but <laughs> that's right. Returning guest, your boy the mayor, that DJ named Ace Five. Your mom's favorite fat guy from deepest, darkest Africa. Yeah. The round mound of the podcast town. <laughs> and yes, we'll be getting them f- crisp, crispy, crispy high fives. 
next weekend or coming in, like you said, seven days. Yeah, so this will be out this yeah. Sunday as we record. So that's exactly, well, it'll be less than seven. It'll be six or five, right? I don't know how the math works. So <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not, we're, 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 we're uh, my brain is on common core math right now. So I'm not doing math that we grew up. So I'm not yeah. even counting right now. <laughs> I just know is I can't wait because I need, I need time away from my children's. Yeah. <laughs> I need the time away. Yeah. I, 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 I used know. to, I used to feel guilty about it. And I'm whispering because my kids might be in the hallway when I <laughs> would go going <laughs> go on these trips by myself or whatever but you know the more that I do I'll be like man fuck it I needed this shit <laughs> exactly and yeah you heard you I mean on the on the b-roll of the episode you heard me kicking my kids out of my room so yeah yeah that should tell that should tell you a brief 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 explanation on where my ass needs to be and I'm glad for the most part right now I'm on vacation leading into J1 and I know it's going to be the longest week ever because anytime you really want to do some shit, it just takes it's forever. Always, to get <laughs> it takes forever to get there. Like, wait till you wait in the airport to fly up. That two, three hour wait you're going to have is going to feel like six or seven. <laughs> Especially here in Houston, because we have one of the one of the major hubs for you know travelers to get to their destination and whatnot. So it's jam packed mm-hmm. all the time. I got to get here extra early. So damn, I know I'm gonna be sitting there in the terminal. I got my I got a Nintendo Switch now. So damn, nice. I keep myself occupied. I just downloaded a, a game called uh, My Friend Pedro, and that shit okay. is, that shit is ridiculous, man. And you do doing bullet time and dodging bullets and jumping on skateboards, blasting motherfuckers with shotguns all over yeah. a banana. I got all over, all due to a banana. Yeah, it's weird, man. Oh, Pedro looking for a banana. All types of racism in that one, but we ain't here for that. I don't no. Fuck the racism. Yeah. <laughs> it's just jokes anyway. Fuck it. You get butthurt, you get butthurt about Pedro with a banana, fighting over a banana, then, you know, that's like Peter getting upset about uh, John Wick and a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what, yeah. What, do you, what do you think about that franchise right now, though? I mean, do you, what's that, John Wick? Yeah, yeah. You you want me to mess you up? Oh yeah, mess I me have, up. I'm right here. I I haven't seen not one of them. What? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it don't it don't look look at here. It don't take much. Yeah. Like I think I think I know all about Game of Thrones. And never I think seen I know that, all yeah. about so much shit, and I ain't never seen a damn episode. Because yeah. I, you know what it is like. I, when I, I I just had this thing in my in my mind of when everybody's on it, mm-hmm. I wait till I I wait and fall back, and then I check shit out when I'm ready. Yeah, because I don't need some other people to sway my opinion. But then there's certain things that like I jump on like when they come out, like Luke Cage, most yeah. of the Marvel series and stuff. Like I jumped on almost all of them when they came out like i i didn't finish daredevil season three yeah we're talking a couple years now but yeah i didn't finish that i i was eager for the punishers i didn't touch them because it was just it was so much going on that it's like to make appointment television a thing like it's it's hard for me mm-hmm. yeah but then again but then again i just got finished watching on netflix and i binged the shit like crazy world's toughest prisons 
it was yeah and i don't i don't know why i have an obsession with watching like like real life shit like that like honestly because my friends are the shit and they used to always forget me to go out you know so they were they were dope individuals my saturday nights would be in front of the tv watching lockup on msnbc because i always told myself you know what i want to study this place in case that I, i want to make sure I never wanted to see this place. <laughs> so I, I'm curious to what that set is like, but I don't ever want to see that place. Nah, man. So, yeah. You ever, you ever been locked I, up before? I mean, I know you say you never want to see that place, but I mean, I never want to go to jail, but I've been incarcerated before. <laughs> I've been, yeah, I've been like four hours locked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Something like that. For I ain't sure, talking about yeah. like, you know, I got to put the jumpsuit on or nothing like that. Nah, nah. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, I've been there. It's fucking one two zero precinct. I fucking it. Nah, here I'll tell you. Yeah, tell me the story. I was about to ask. You walk. Yeah, I was gonna say you walk me right into the story. This ain't no shit. That if my wife came across, she knows about this. Oh, is when I had my first car. I had a '98 Eclipse Spider, and I just the day I just got this bitch back out of the shop, and it's been in the shop. It was in the shop for a good four or five months, which the shop was like where I live now. I'm right next to the building that used to be the auto shop. But where I used to live was the house right over because my parents lived there. So when I was living there with my parents, when I had the car, the guy that had the auto body shop, rest in peace, Al, um, he didn't tell me that he was waiting on back order for these fenders that I wanted. So I would have had my car months earlier and, and this may have never happened. So fast forward to when the shit did happen. I raced home. I was working. I was working for easy pads at the time. Race home. Cause my man said, all right, the car's ready. So I was like, yes, I went, I got my boy flipped back at work. We drove to his neighborhood. There used to be a little loop around that. We used to always do around the projects, like just circling the projects, bullshit. I'm not going to give you the name of what we used to call it because it was a funny joke behind that that is just, you know, inside joke shit that I still don't even remember, but it, it's it's a part of our history. Mm-hmm. So I see this kid that I'm working with who was talking shit who drove, like, your grandmom's 1986, like, Buick something or other. I don't even remember. <laughs> but them old boxes. Yeah, and yeah. he was always talking shit, talking about my car. Oh, your car's a piece of shit. Oh, it's still banged up. Still banging up, yo, you don't want to race me, you don't race me. So, of course, when I seen him and he was going the opposite way uh, in traffic, and he was like, oh, you got it out? I was like, yeah, you want to race me now? Come on, sucker, come on. And I just fucking floored it down the block. My boy Flipper's in the car. I think I had the top down. And about 75% down the block, I hit the drift turn, and I had my car sideways sliding, 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 sliding. Just did on some Fast and Furious shit, like just misses the parked cars, yeah. and then that goes shoot up the block. But something said, yo, I, I wild out on that one the way I did it. So I slowed down. I was like, yo, let me do this just in case there's cops coming. I'll try to play like I lost control of the car or whatever, whatever. Yeah. The car that I almost slid into was where the two detectives were sitting that came out, brought me up the block, pulled me over. They were sitting there. They didn't, they, we didn't have nothing on us because we, you know, we were squares in that kind of sense of the word of, you know, 
no drugs, no alcohol in the car type shit. Straight so, edge. <laughs> nah, nah, definitely ain't straight edge. But at that time, we I didn't have nothing. My boy Flip is the straight edge. Me, I would drink whatever. I didn't smoke weed like that because I always worried about when would I be taking my next drug test. But that's another another shit. So these guys pulled me over. They call another car in the street, right? The other car in the street, these cat these these cops was checking my shit out because it was like, yo, this shit is nice. Like when I was like, yo, I just got this bitch out the shop today. <laughs> like I felt embarrassed. Like I just got it out the shop today. It had the night you could Google it if you want to. It had the blitz front bumper and side skirt kit on it. I didn't put a back bumper on it. And then I ended up getting Z3 fenders on it because the original Dragon fenders I wanted was the ones that the guy told me was on back order, but didn't tell me they were on back order. So we waited mad months to get my car out. It was, shit could have been out in a couple of weeks. So these guys was looking at my car, checking the shit out. And I was like, they was like, yo, they was like, and they was like going, so I'm like, yo, come on, I'll let these guys go. And these guys just had that, you know, that normal red in the face. I need to do something to this nigga, but I don't know what the fuck to do to this nigga kind of look. (laughs) (laughs) So then they called their field captain, their field sergeant out. This field sergeant was just like, you know, like he was kind of dragging his feet on it. They didn't know what to do. So I got three cars, six people around us. One car is trying to advocate for us. Yo, this kid's made a mistake. Just let him go. Let him go. Whatever. These guys was adamant to, to book me. Long story short, I'm in the back of the, the minivan with the guys who was feeling my car and digging my car. They had to bring me in. They actually brought me to go pick up some, this woman. Well, I, you know, I, I got to say she's a woman. She was of the Alphabet Boys Society, mm-hmm. but I don't want to go that way because I don't want to get called no nothing crazy on your show. Yeah. But yes, she was of that society who got arrested, picked up. She was in the car with me. They went back in because it was almost shift change time and they didn't want to do overtime. So they got me in there, did my four hours, got out and was charged with nothing. (laughs) So I pretty much spent four hours in lockup for nothing. Like I didn't get, they didn't charge me with nothing. They didn't give me no tickets. It was just, all right, boy, go home. This this sounds like a waste of resources. Yo, they could have let me go. And I mean, the guys that had me, I'm sure, you know, they obviously, you know, they got their little cold bullshit so they couldn't cross their brothers. But the dudes wanted to let me go. <laughs> they wanted to let me go. I spent four hours in lockup for fucking nothing. All right. So um, since you uh, told me your heroin tale of how you uh, spent four hours in incarceration, I think it's yeah. only fair how I tell you how I spent seven hours in, oh, in I just did not to cut you off, but I have friends that I'm glad I was never in their position because they've gotten held in lockup in the precincts on holiday weekends. Oh, yeah, man. That's I've Ooh. always heard that was the worst. Yeah. So let's just be thankful for that. But now I don't want to hear your story, too. <laughs> OK, so this is um, let's see. I was single. So it was after my my divorce with my my first wife. So I had my kids with me and everything. And, you know, I made a couple of friends where I was stationed at because I was in the military during this time. And um, I had a little get together at my house. 
So I had friends come over and, you know, I cooked some food, you know, they had drinks and everything. And I didn't drink that day because, you know, everybody came to my house and the kids were there. So I'm cooking, I'm cooking, everybody drinking, having a good time. And one of my female friends that came over asked, could she bring one of her guy friends over? I was like, cool, no problem. A friend of you is a friend of mine, yada, yada, yada. Let them come through. So they come through. You know, and like I said, we carrying on and having a good time and whatnot. And um, later on in the evening, you know, everybody's starting to kind of take that dive. You know, they've been drinking and carrying on, eating good food and whatnot. And yep. um, dude started, you know, he was bugging her and shit. He was like, hey, man, take me to the house. You know, I, you know, I kind of caught the tail end of it or whatever. And, you know, she was kind of out of it because she'd been drinking and shit. So I was like, hey, man, I'll take you wherever you need to go. Don't worry about it. You know, I was like, you can. You just stay here. You watch the kids or whatever. I'll be back. So they were like I, they they relationship was weird because he was staying at her mom's house or whatever for whatever reason. You know, <laughs> it, it was weird. But I took him there to pick up his keys and I took him to what he said was his place or, you know, somewhere that he had the keys to the place. So I. I me thinking that this is a friend of a friend, you know, right. not, nothing suspect about it. So take him where he asked me to take him. And I'm just sitting in the car while you run in the house or whatever. So I'm just sitting in the car, listening to music and whatever. You go in there for a couple minutes and then he come out, he get in the car, you know, that was that. So we leave, uh, we heading back home to my crib and everything. And, um, on the other side, cause it's a, it's a, um, Four, it's a four way you know it's two going and two coming back and they got a median in the middle where you can make turnarounds and everything so right. we, we going down and then as we going down there's three cop cars with the lights on heading the opposite way so I'm looking I'm like god damn somebody about to get fucked up so <laughs> we going we going and he was just like oh shit man could you go back I forgot, you know, it was like, like you forgot something. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Cause I mean, it, he didn't, he wasn't in a panic. He wasn't frantic about it or whatever. He, he was calm in his, you know, the way he asked. And I was like, okay, right. no problem. So I turned around, you know, in a little turnabout and whatnot. And I'm going back the other way. And then, you know, as we going back, here come the cop cars again. You know, the lights are on, but there's no siren. So I was like, okay, whatever. And I'm driving, I'm going back to where we just came from. And the cop cars are behind me. So I slow down thinking they're going to go around me and go do whatever they got to do. But they stay behind me. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so I'm like, well, no, I know what that is. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I pull over into the turnaround and I stop and no lie dog. I mean, this is like some Wiley e. Coyote Looney Tunes type shit, right? Before I can turn to this dude, like I'm in the driver's seat, he in the passenger seat. Before I can turn to my right to ask him what the fuck is going on, it was like a silhouette of dust. He was like, poof, <laughs> gone. You saw, saw the legs spinning in the wheel? Yeah, yeah he, he, was, he was gone, dog. The door was open. My dome light inside the car was on and he jetted across the highway into the tree line. And I'm like, hey, you got bagged because of that. 
And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I mean, the, 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 the small thing about it is just like when we turned around and they got behind me and I'm like, what the fuck? Out loud, audibly, so he can hear me. And he's like, they after me, dog. And I'm like, God damn. <laughs> so that's when I pulled over and I, you know, I about to turn and grill him or whatever. I'll be like, what the fuck going on? This motherfucker gone. So he gone off through the tree line and shit. And I, I pick up my cell phone. I call old girl. And I was like, could you watch my kids? I think I'm going to jail. Wow. <laughs> and then no shit is like, as soon as I'm telling her I think I'm going to jail, they tapping on the window. They got the light in the fucking driver's side. And I'm like, God damn it. So they yanked me up That's out the tough. car. They yanked me up out the car. Dude cuffed me, throw me up against the door and shit. They're going through my damn car and everything. And I'm in the military, mind you. So I'm prone to have military shit on me. So I had a nine mil that was issued to me that, you know, we keep it in the armory. They don't give us our weapons to keep. But I right. have the magazines and all the accessories for it in the trunk of the oh. car. So they're going through my shit and they're like, where's the where's the pistol? Where's the pistol? And I'm like, I'm in the military. I was, I was, <laughs> I was like, I ain't got it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just like, I'm bugging the fuck out because I ain't never been in no situation like this. You know. Now, now, to quick cut off of that, off of that point right there. Uh, as as military, are you, you have to go through the regular licensing and all that that everybody else does to be able to carry, or does you being military give you like special no privilege to carry? You got to do whatever everybody else does. To 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 my knowledge, because there's different MOSs, you know, different jobs within the military that may allow you those credentials but the particular job that i had which was transportation did not lend those credentials to me so i i did i did i personally did not and um being the military i mean you know i don't know you some people may you know give you a little bit of leeway but we have to abide by civilian rule so if i had yeah so if i had to have a license or permit to carry or whatever i i would have had to have it on me just like anybody else would have okay okay so so like you know they dude hit me up he hold me up against the car they're going through my shit i you know i spaz out about having the stuff on me i tell him hey you know i'm in the military it's just parts of my gear and shit like that so they off in the tree line they chasing this dude and shit and I'm sitting there with the officer or whatever and I'm telling him like how I just told you all the way up until that point that's the same thing I'm telling him you know he's like okay I mean seems like a you know misunderstanding or if he was cool he was calm about the whole situation you know he wasn't yelling and carrying on like everybody else was right cause uh, so not too long after that the same motherfucker that was like grilling me and him him me up or whatever. He fucking you know like how you did. He side drifting to my the shit or whatever. He's like, <laughs> put him in my car. Put him in my car. And I was like, I thought you said we was gonna be good, man. I was like, why, why I'm getting in this car? <laughs> <laughs> so they they throw me in the back, and you know never been handcuffed before, and I lean back in the seat because my hands are behind me. And I wrenched down on the cuffs. <laughs> oh, so, so you had to take a tighter, yeah, tighter cuff ride home. Yeah, back to the whole, I mean, back to the thing. Yeah, so I'm in the back seat, just like rolling around and shit because I didn't lock these bitches down on my fucking wrist and everything, and that this is like uh, the most awkward pain ever. 
and um, because <laughs> they didn't they didn't double lock them. Because I mean, when you handcuff somebody, you're supposed to stick the key in there and double lock it. That keeps that from happening. Right, 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 right. So um, yeah, I ride down most excruciating pain to the police station. They get me in there, and I'm just sitting in like in the I guess the booking area, and that same punk motherfucker that brought me there. You know, he was in the tree line chasing the guy, so he got branches in his uniform. His pants, <laughs> his pants leg got tore. I, I think he was just pissed because he couldn't catch the dude, and I was there. He turned to I am Groot. <laughs> so, so damn. He turned to Groot. <laughs> he's sitting there talking to the the booking official, or whatever. He's like, you know, you're looking at his pants leg, his trousers all ripped and shit. He was like, you think I could get him on um, destruction of government property and shit? You know, that was just like. Uh, trying to make up anything to throw the whole book at him. He was picking shit up for that guy or whatever. So, I mean, I didn't hear too much about me. They just, you know, had me sitting there until they could, you know, get me in there. They didn't finger, right. they didn't fingerprint me. They didn't take my photos. They didn't do none of that. They just put me straight in the fucking holding cell. Right. I guess, cause, you know, that, that just sound like, you know what, you being honest was like, was enough letting them know you was military. They was like, all right. In a, in a way, he's one of us. So let's kind of yeah, you know, they were nice, but still, seven hours later, that's some bull. <laughs> yeah. So well, whoever that cat is, I hope you don't talk to that motherfucker again. Well, yeah, let me tell you. So, you know, they got me. I'm in the room, and then they bring me back to the cell. So when they bring me through, I'm walking past the little room where they take the photos and the, the desk in the holding cell. And he was there before I was there. So they caught him at some point before I got there. So they, right. was, they was taking this mug shot and shit, and this, he had longer hair and shit. So he had his hair all out and shit. He had tree limbs and branches and twigs. <laughs> his fucking uh, face was all scratched up from, you know, running through limbs and shit. And he's like, hey, man, don't worry about it, dog. I'm going to tell him, you good? You didn't know what was going on and shit. And I was like, dog. <laughs> Fuck he was you. The, he was the real nature boy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or he was that wild. He was that wild ass kid from what was it the wild thornberries? Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he, he was jungle boy. <laughs> there you go. So damn. They they that's, put, that's fucking crazy. They put me in the cell. They got this old ass white man in there laid out on across the bench and shit. And then they put me in the same holding cell with him. And you know it. Being in the mind frame that I was, I would I wanted to stump his ass so bad while I was in there together. But I mean, shit, I'm already in the jail. I, you know, I don't want to stay there no longer than I have to. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, think about it. Like, yo, I got this many hours to release. I'm not trying to give them a reason to stay in. I mean, this is just supposed to be slap on the wrist shit anyway. You don't want to give them a reason to say, nah. You know what? Let's go to the big house. <laughs> yeah. So this was um a Saturday night going into a Sunday morning. <laughs> Ooh, so, so you, luck, you lucked out and had, they had weekend court, huh? Well, this is what happened for me. He had, he, this is what happened. This is why we got him up because of him mainly. But so the place that I took him to was not his home, but whoever lived there had a restraining order against him. He was not supposed to be there. Oh, so when I was sit- so when I was sitting in the car waiting for him, the neighbor across the street called the police and gave them my plate number and information. Oh, see, <laughs> that, that nigga fully set you up. 
Yeah, so like you you was an accomplice to a freaking bank heist and you didn't even know it. Yeah, so that's 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 the situation that I got put into. So that's crazy. So back then in that time frame, it was um for us. I can only speak for me in this situation, but for us, like the military people, when I guess we went to jail enough, so they had like a protocol for us. There's like as long as it is a. Um, NCO or a staff NCO from your unit, um, they can come and get you out. You know, uh, no matter when, it just has to be a certain ranking. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they can just come get you. Like he belongs to us. They and yeah. they can they can in a way, and I'm throwing air quotes. They can play like they're going to uh, 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 punish you or yeah, yeah. reprimand you later. I mean, that's kind of what that is. It's like is that yeah. like a they, you know, they, they're supposedly entrusting them in reprimanding you in a way. Yeah, some was Okay. Because they, they release you to your unit's custody. But okay. I still had to pay bond. But, you know. Okay. But okay, I, okay. But okay. that was the st- that I, I had to pay bond. I had to make bond, but one of them had to come get me. <laughs> right, 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 right. So. That, that, hey, that's better than fucking waiting for mom and dad. Yeah, come pick me up. <laughs> so this is what I did. I did not go to my direct supervisor who I worked for. I went to one of my homeboys from a whole nother unit that I oh, used to work yep. for. <laughs> yep. So my chain of command wouldn't know about it. <laughs> yep. Whatever worked though. Yeah. So he came, got me out. Move out of there. That's dope. <laughs> so he came, got me out of there that su- su- early Sunday morning. Uh, I go to work Monday morning. I, I, I pull my staff and CEO side, my boss, and I was like. I went to jail this weekend. <laughs> I'm just like, well, good news. I got saved you the paperwork. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pretty much. I mean, so I was like, I told him I had to go back to court on this day. Um, there's no charges that um, I know of, you know, they didn't fingerprint me and anything like that. They didn't take my picture, anything. So this is nothing that will hit the blotter, but I do have to go to court on this day. He's, yeah, like, yeah. he's like, all right, good to go. Just let me know what happened when you go. I was like, all right, cool. So I went to court and um, they delayed it. Then I went back and they said I had to pay $900 in court costs and I had to do X amount of hours of community service. I forget how many hours it was. But I wind up doing that at the USO that was right next to the police office. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they made sure they saw you doing that shit. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> it's it, like you got over one time, but you ain't getting over all the way. Yeah, yeah. So I had to pay like nineteen hundred dollars almost for some I shit think, that I, didn't even involve me. I just being nice and giving the motherfucker a ride somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's that's called civil suit. Go get that nigga later. Yeah, but he wound up going to jail again after that, and I never seen him again. I didn't want to talk to him. I ain't want to have shit to do with him. I ain't give a fuck. I was just like, I did my, I did my bid, man. I did my time, right. and I moved on. <laughs> exactly. You got stripes now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did more than me. Yeah. Got, got, got my t- got my prison tats and everything. Right. Gotta make sure you got the teardrop though. He ain't official. Well, what well, was funny about it? Like I said, they had the old white guy in there sleeping on the bench or whatever. He was on a first name basis with them motherfuckers. I guess that was his weekend retreat. 
<laughs> right. He's like, "What's up, Jim? Hey, Bob, how are you?" <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, like, speaking of actually talking about that and then watching uh, the um the documentary series on Netflix. Yo, Norway has the illest prison. <laughs> Norway has the because it's like okay, you could you could be spending however many however many years you got to spend in there, right? But the guards treat you like a human being. Yeah. They actually walk around, they know you by first name and all that stuff. Yeah, you got an ID number, but they actually they actually believe in the rehabilitation of another human being. Which is wow, it's fuck. And I'm talking on super sarcasm mode right now because we know how our country likes to do. But wow, these people actually believe in rehabilitating their fellow human being and actually giving them a true and real trade to take outside of prison. Like, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, yo, miracle work. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but off, the, off my bullshit real quick. Um, nah, yeah, why, yo, watch that series. Not to be on jail, because I, I ain't about that life, really. Yeah. I just, like I said, I'm just, as a documentary type of fan and person, and I, I, I find and I take interest in shit like that. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's always interesting because it's, Mm-hmm. It's literally like what what goes on in the mind of a killer. Yeah, that's why I can appreciate this new Joker movie, mm-hmm. which I have not seen I, yet. <laughs> you haven't seen it yet. All right, I would like to, so but I, will, I haven't yet. But you didn't hear that from me. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, nah. I mean, that should just. I'm not gonna go. Obviously, I'm not gonna go into it. But it just. People try to. People will probably try to say, you know, it's an origin story that we didn't need. I'm sorry, but it's a pretty damn decent origin story mm. for what the Joker is mm. in a way. Well, from now, what, from what I understand, yeah. from what I understand of it, from you know, not too directly what I heard, but it was just like from what I understand of what was you know I've come across is more of a. So, you know, it's touching on the subject of mental illness and how we, oh, absolutely, how we yeah. take care of it and everything, and how you know society perceives it and whatnot. So I it believe, definitely does. yeah, I believe that was like you could have told the same story if you took the Joker out of the equation, which is just like a normal human being. Yeah, but 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 again, there's always needs to be something that hooks you in. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that happened to be the Joker. The Joker actually hooked you in. And what's his name? Uh, uh, what the fuck is this? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Like he did a damn good job doing that, man. He did a damn good job. Uh, his body frame, like for the type of character that he was supposedly portraying, just like it fit that like disheveled looking. I still live at home with my mama kind of look. Like you know, this it, it, it was just full. Like it it wasn't creepy or scary to me but it was it was just overall the story that they were trying to tell was a good one but you know when you get the comic snobs or the movie snobs out there they're the ones who thought oh I've I've seen this before I've seen that before they're trying so hard to dissect and dissect to destroy it instead of giving it props but I think it's getting its props that it deserves am I you know I think it's yeah. getting its props that it deserves out there right now so and enough again. it's a good then I forget why I came across it at or whatever. I think they asked somebody that was involved with the movie. Um, they say it's not 
per se the Joker, but this could potentially be the guy that inspired the Joker. Right, 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 right. It, it, it could honestly, it could go either way. Mm-hmm. It could go either way. But I mean, if they did try to stick with that as the, you know, the tie-in for the next one, yeah, it was a, it was somewhat of a good origin story, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of told the origin story uh, without, you know, without. Uh, I'm not throwing anything out there because I'm sure you've looked up a whole bunch of shit about it. Mm-hmm. Without the without the falling into a vat of whatever the chemical was, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it was a damn good story without that. Mm-hmm. Like if if you you know, if it was like a I would say oh uh, damn, what was the um what was the fucking guy's name from the like the 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 nineteen sixties uh oh, Batman? Caesar Romero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if it was if it was like the origin story to that, even though you could kind of tell this was kind of set in the late seventies, early eighties, kind of what looked like New York City. Yeah, yeah. If, if it was a little bit earlier than that, then maybe it could have been like an origin story to him, or like we said, like we was just saying, it it could be like the different stages of Joker's. So saying that there was, uh, let's play it simple. DC had fifty two fucking universes, yeah. which. I'm not like I'm. A, I'm. I know it's like a you know, East Coast West Coast Crip of Blood. I'm more Marvel than DC, mm-hmm. but DC still bugs me the fuck out with the fucking. Where at the time it was a new Fifty Two, and then yeah, you got Fifty Two different things. So I mean, great. You could spin a story however you want to, but mm-hmm. like, how many goddamn worlds do we need to keep up with? You know. You know, and, I'm still trying to catch. I'm still trying to catch up with Pulo not being a planet no more. <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> sure. You want me to keep up with 52 damn 52 Batman's? Not not only <laughs> not, not only is Pluto not a planet anymore, but like the uh, zodiac signs that we know come up to know are like not even the same anymore. The de- the birth months and the dates and different shits has changed, and they have some new astrology signs. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hey, as I said they add. They add on. I mean, shout out to my alphabet people, but they add on more letters to that every day. So they yeah. changing everything. And I, hey, I live how you want to live. Yeah. You want to? You, you want to tell label. me I'm not a Capricorn all of a sudden? Yeah. But I've been a Capricorn for almost this December. Will be forty years on this planet. <laughs> you yeah. call it what? Call it what you want. I don't give a damn, man. As long as you ain't harming me and my family. I'm a Capricorn still. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have to. I have to be an Aries still because I, I the shit is tattooed on my skin. <laughs> hey, there you go. We branded, branded for life. Yep. I'm, well, not for life. But, yeah. You know. Well, I'm grandfathered in. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Grandfathered in like the old Apple Apple uh, Apple Care plan. Yep. <laughs> Thirty dollars a month. I'm thinking. Um, you know if. We ain't too deep into the the J one stuff th- that weekend. I might sneak off and go see Joker. <laughs> you could try. I don't know where the movie theaters are down there, but you know, you try if you, if you can try. I mean, hey, and I told you, I told you what what I wanted to do because last year kind of fell unsuccessful in doing it because as soon as we was done off the stage, everybody just kind of disappeared, and I was like, yo, where's everybody going? Like, yo, let's yeah. Okay, yeah, I guess not. Yeah. And then, you know, shout outs to uh Lou, the homie Lou from the BX. You've been interacting with him a lot on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. From the from the Everything Podcast. That's uh 
great, great guy, man. Great dude. He came up last year, was a part of it. Uh, shout out to the homegirl Erica too from the Brown Girl Experience. Um, like those two, and then my friend Keisha from the Code. Like we all as a group was moving around together, hung out together, and stuff like that. You know, like I was able, to, but everybody else just evaporated on me. Then I heard about the stories later. Some people drove back home to Philly because they had shit to do. Yeah. Others was just they just disappeared. Whatever couple other people they went to another spy and was bouncing around and listened to shout out to my homies from defcon jive they, they had an episode i think after like briefly after the black finity gauntlet and they're going through stories of how their night went hanging out that night after i was like all right i understand why y'all left but these this shit was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> the stories was hilarious but you know, but this year though, like I guess I've been putting out the word earlier because I don't want to feel like I'm dropping the ball, yeah. and I want everybody to be able to kick it together. And this year, more than last, I think I think we'll be able to accomplish that. Where I think this, you know, I think everybody will be able to hang out a little, you know, yeah. right after or whatever. I mean, we got the, and it should be better better outcome as far as the turnout too because. We got from two to four. So we got the middle of the con, like the middle of the day on the con floor. So I think this storm is set up to be a little better weather than the last one, <clears throat> which the last one, like, I, I, you know, there's no nobody's blame, in, in my opinion, mm-hmm. to how things went. You know, there's certain things that could have went better, in my opinion, to have improved things but I, I took those things and just say you know what if we're doing it if I have it next time we'll do it next time so when I spoke with Jason I was like yeah let's can we get a spot on the convention floor he was like I was already thinking let's do it on this on one of these rooms on the floor I was like even better because we wasn't able to absorb yeah. a lot of the the con goers because we you had to take an elevator and go upstairs. Yeah, and a lot of people were confused to how to get there. Mm-hmm. And then too, the timing of everything. Last year we was like right at the beginning of the con, so people a lot of people weren't even woke, wake awaking. Yeah, to come in yet. This year we're right in the middle time, so adjustments were made to where I think this year will be. A little more successful than last year, and then I can't wait to. As I can't wait to meet you, mm-hmm. I can't wait to meet the the head nerd in charge, who Jason helped out, helped me out, and and set me up with them. And they got a dope. They got something dope planned for Sunday, the Sunday two to four slot. And I told them, let's get everybody involved I'm if down. you can. And then when I told him that he thought, uh, shout out to Kurt or King Kurt as he goes by on the show, but I was talking to him and I was letting him know, like, you know, so what do you want to do? And he's telling me what's going on. And he's like, yeah. And then within an hour, we'll be done. I, I said, that's it? He's like, yeah, why? I was like, um, you do know you got two hours, right? <laughs> and he said, oh, word? Like, I was like, yeah, you got the whole two hours. Because originally, as as I spoke with you and everybody else, I wanted to do live shows with us. But you, you sound like you have something that you do 
that's structured for every live event you do. And that's what he said. He's pretty much going to do something that they do at all their live events. And I'm not going to reveal any of it. I'll let yeah. him do that. But it, it sounds like it's going to be fun. It's going to involve cosplayers. It's going to involve audience participation. Um, we might get a, a rap cipher out of it. I don't, I don't know a hundred percent, but I'm just saying J one con is going to be the spot this year. Plus shout out to, again, big ups and props to my man, Jason too, for the ever growing success leading into his card game. VR heroes. Mm-hmm. That's about to come out too. And he's going to have some of the OG power Rangers from, a couple different iterations of Power Rangers at J One Con, Word. revealing and announcing his game, like revealing his game. And, and if you follow, and if you and sorry to cut you, but if you followed his Instagram too, I think it's at VR Heroes or VT Heroes. Let me just find the name. But just recently, he was showing. Um, he went live. He went live and was showing somebody had made costumes of his characters word like real live human costumes here is vt heroes my bad mm-hmm. vt heroes vt h-e-r-o-e-s on instagram check it out and if you even check if you can check it right now you can see three dudes one in the pink one in the blue and the big and the, the big guy in the fat suit who he's a the the i i seen the face the guy in the gray suit is a pretty well-known cosplayer Word, I, I see it. Yeah, so that that's going down there. You know, the announcement of the game. It's a card. You know, it's a card fighting game. And I told him, man, he'll line me up for like one of the first packs, man. You know, I I wanna I wanna jump on that ASAP. Word. And then too, I mean, we got more to talk about, but just to get the J one stuff out of the way too. Also, come through in the cosplay because. If you win best in show in a cosplay competition, you're going to win tickets to J1 Con in Jamaica next year. Oh, snap. Yeah. Damn. So I, I told him, just let me know when them dates are so I could, because I got to book my vacation. I got to pick my vacations at work uh, the <laughs> the December, the December before the new year. And I got to pick all five weeks I have for the whole year. So, man. And that up to even just to help out and be an assistant to him with the con and helping, you know, I, I want to try to get down there for that, man. Because, you know, ever since I met the brother, he's been an A1 stand up kind of dude and straight up and good, good guy. And I like to see other black folks winning. So Word. even if we ain't winning, I like to see others winning. Shout out to Hooks, Rubs and Spices, too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we both we both connected to them, too. We just gave away the bottles on our show and all that. Word, um, shit. You think I I might have I might curry favor in that uh cosplay uh contest if <laughs> if, if, if I dress up like Jay? <laughs> if you dress up like him, yeah, if that's my cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get a little. You gotta get a little shorter and and get some locks on your head. Yeah. Oh man, I, I can find all that stuff. I mean, my my wife got a cosmetology <laughs> license or whatever. She can weave me up. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get on the plane with the glue with the shit glued down to your head though yeah, yeah. How, they gonna, how they gonna do that I don't know we'll we find something out she, she, I seen her make a lace front wig so I, I'm pretty sure she can make me something uh, yeah definitely definitely yeah. but real, real, real side note before we go any further on something else this is just I mean we're random so this is random as hell 
Mm-hmm. Because I, I was just thinking, you said because you got to fly out of Texas. I don't know how they're doing. They're talking. I, I know in New York by twenty twenty, they want us all to have this the what they're calling the real ID, which is the 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 passport designation within your license that allows you to drive the Canadian and Mexican border, but you can't fly with it. You can only fly domestically with that. Yeah. Are they are they doing something like that in Texas right now for that? I have not heard of anything like that, but it, it, it sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I, I had to renew. I, it was just a random thought because I, I never heard of anybody outside of New York State talking about this. Yeah, I, I haven't heard I, anything about that. Maybe that's their way of trying to chip us up early or something. Yeah, they're trying to get you ahead of the curve. Get that, get that early money. <laughs> Bastards, bastards, bastards. But, but you know what? Know what I have been seeing since I've been um, flying around doing some things. Um, you know, the, they got the TSA pre-check, but now they have private companies that are doing their own thing or whatever. So they got a company called Clear that do their own pre-check. And I think there's another company that does it as well. But they saved my ass last time I went out that way because, like, I flew Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean there's nothing wrong with spirit I'm not gonna lie to you I mean it's cheap flights or whatever you know a lot of them um, I found a good one that didn't have a, a long ass a, a layover time you know it was a, pretty much a direct flight so damn I showed up two hours early and since it was spirit and so many it was affordable it's so cheap and everybody wanted to get on the flight I showed up two hours early and the line was from the security check down yeah. through the the breezeway around to the ticket counter. So yeah. See, I was two, I, I, so I was two hours early, I, and I would have not made it to my plane if <laughs> if the clear people hadn't came over. It's like, would you like to skip this line within five minutes? I was like, you fucking right. <laughs> so <laughs> right. Came over there, they took my fingerprints, and you know they got my information. They signed me up for the trial, and I was to the head of the line just like that. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, see, that's why, I mean, I haven't flown out in a minute, but, well, actually, last time I flew was to Canada, and I forgot how, I think we got, I think I got there, like, close to time, like, normally I'm a two hours, three hours, kind of, because I, I mean, even when I go to work, like, I'm a hour and a half, hour, sometimes early kind of guy, because I hate being right on time for anything, and especially on a travel, like, travel, like, long distance like that, like, why the fuck would you think it's cool to get there five minutes too? I get it. You fly all the time, but that don't make no damn sense. Like uh-huh. then you miss it. And now what you, you, you beat for, you know, it's not like, it's not like say missing a bus on Staten Island at midnight. Like you miss the bus. You're stuck on a bus stop for an hour. You miss a plane. You're stuck for three, four, maybe longer, unless you get lucky. And at the next terminal over in 10 minutes, they got a free seat open for you, <laughs> you know, to go to the same city. Like, that's just way more traumatic to not be on time for, man. I just don't get it. That happened- I don't get it. I don't I don't run on CPT. I'm sorry. Yeah, that shit happened to me one time, dog. And it was the most Ooh. horrible feeling ever, man. It's like I just got out of boot camp. <laughs> and I went because w- once you get out of boot camp, you have the option to take two weeks of leave before you go to your uh, training for your job and shit. And, you know. Right, right. Now, is this is this way I heard you, I think I heard you say, if they give you that, don't take the leave right away, just 
yeah. go do the job first. Yeah, just go do the job. Well, it's it's two instances <laughs> what happened. Like you got your basic basic training, like from boot camp. And right. they allow you to go home afterwards before you go to your infantry infantry uh, infantry training and everything. Okay. And um, you you can opt out of that, but like since it's boot camp and you there for so long, I and you know I don't see nothing wrong with you know going home for like a week or so, or whatever, see your family or whatever. I don't have nothing against that, but like after freaking your job training, your MOS training, go straight to your duty station. Don't go home again. Just go straight there. Figure out the lay of the land, you know, see how you're going to be working, where you're going to be working, you know, get to know the area before you, you know, try to go home and do whatever. Because, I mean, right, right. you're going to be behind the ball because you're going to that nasty civilian shit going to try to creep back into you, dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for Definitely. That's life I've never wanted, though, that military life. Man. I just I, I always told myself, it was like, unless I was in a position to have to support a family. I just, you know, no disrespect to those who do it, you know, but I, I, I just, I never see myself fighting for this country. And in my opinion, no disrespect to you yeah. at all, but no disrespect to, you know, a number of my friends who are still active, you know, but I just, I never seen the going out and fighting for, because two people have a disagreement. Yeah. And when you think about it, it's it kind of boils down to a lot of that. Like Trump got a disagreement with freaking whoever the Iran or Iraqi president is, or whatever, whatever. So now we got to go send thousands of innocent people that ain't got nothing to do with that, who are fed the false flag, in my opinion, false flag of we're keeping our country safe. And yeah, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I know we can go down that rabbit hole because you have the inside perspective. Yeah. And it may have a different vibe, but that's just this just me. As, but you know, big ups to anybody who did and do, and are still alive to see it, man. I mean, still alive from it, and was able to get out unscathed, man. I I, I salute y'all because y'all were better humans than me to be able to do that shit, man. I just I couldn't, I couldn't, man. But yeah. I'm glad where I'm at where I'm at now because I got seven years left before I can retire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it's just like, um, I mean, I recommend the military for anybody who doesn't have a plan. Right, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. I can feel that. I I didn't have a plan when I was younger, truly, but I was able to at least get jobs, and that was it. It was either get a job or go to school, or you ain't staying in the house like that. But my father never put that kind of threat on me of kicking me out, though. Yeah. Which I, you know, another another rabbit hole we could spin to, <laughs> kind of get in on a on a on a parenting level is. I gotta say, more of us black parents need to continue to do such like that, and not yeah. I, and what's funny is I'm not throwing shots at you again. You the homie, mm-hmm. but I I remember when you I remember mm-hmm. on your last one of your last episodes you were talking about your kid when your kids get up to a certain ages either go to the military go to work or get the hell out of the house. (laughs) And I, I, I be feeling like that too. But I also remember, I also like when we take, if we take a page from how white parents and they don't rush their kids out all the way, they kind of let their kids groom themselves, get a gain a true footing Mm -hmm. and then get on and move on. I think a lot of troubles that we see in our communities, as far as 
kids just acting a certain way or moving around looking lost and things like that. They don't happen the same when you, 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 us as a parent continues to show our kids yeah. love and say, at least be doing something. Like I yeah. won't kick you out because you are an adult, but just carry yourself with respect and at least be productive. Yeah. And like you just said, have a goal, mm-hmm. have a goal to something. Well, Do that. And it, and it's kind of crazy that you bring that up because I just had this talk like two days ago <laughs> with, with with the boy, the boy, because he he um he'll, what he'll be a freaking senior next year, senior high school. Yeah, and oh, then shit. Um, my daughter right now is a senior. She graduated this year. Night night. Night night. See, and here speak of the here the little one. I'm a major. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, little midget. I got three of them. Actually, I got two. I got two little ones, and my 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 oldest is twelve, and she's about five one and hits like freaking a brick. <laughs> but I was telling them, man, it's just like we had the whole th- the whole spiel. Like, what do you plan on doing after this? And it, you right. know, and I have told them that you you are one hundred percent right. That like, hey, man. And you graduate high school. I mean, that's it. You got to figure out what you're doing. You got to get a job. You got to do something. But at right. the, but at the same time, you know, it's 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 a few things. I've I've openly dispelled this on the show as well. I was like, I say that to scare them and mm. for them to prepare mm. themselves. But I know deep down that like I know my kids. You know, right. I, I'm I'm their father, so I know my kids, <laughs> and. I know where the jumping on and the jumping off point for them is. Like right. with, the, with my oldest, like she, like I said, she graduated this year. She already knows what she wants to do and is already trying to pursue it. The boy, he's kind of behind, but he has the inclination of, you know, wanting to do the military thing as well. And for him, he's been doing ROTC for the last two years and next year will be his third year doing that so he's been taking steps in his own way but okay. if he doesn't you know fully go the military route um, you know I'm at least trying to get him to think about other things that he want to do and then you know I even broke it down to him I was like dog you graduate and you ain't got no plans if you gonna live here you still gonna pay rent <laughs> you gonna- right right I mean give him, give him a responsibility yeah, but yeah. you know it's I, I, again, I just think that I, I know there's stats out there. I'm just shooting off the top of the head right now, but you know, there, there's definitely stats out there that kind of show that, like that, that just shows the disparaging yeah. ways that kids act as they get older, or, or, or when things things just happen differently when, yeah. you know, the parent doesn't remain in the life and at least give them the right launching pad. Because, like I said, like I never was kicked out like that when mm-hmm. my, you know. When when my father, my mother, like they never tried to boot me out or nothing yeah. like that. They just said, "Yo, just keep a job, yeah, and keep it, a job, or or set a goal, and you know, and then you know, try to learn." And then, you know, I still have my struggles. I, I'm still to this day, man. I have my financial, you know, management money troubles oh, to this day <laughs> because I feel like I've never learned properly, but. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I knew that I was always all right. And at least I, I learned the ability to let me, if I, if I ain't got one job, okay, let me go get another one and get it. I might've been out of work for, I mean, well now shit since 2000, 
2001 was the last time that I was out of work. Mm. Like before, before October of 2001, I was out of work maybe a couple months. That And that was funny, leading into 9-11 and all that shit. Like I happened to lost my job at this other spot. 9-11 happened. They was talking about up here, because, you know, I'm in New York City, so they was talking about, oh, everybody from downtown and Wall Street and all that is going to be scrambling, looking for jobs. And then October comes, and out of nowhere, I get a phone call for a job. Mm-hmm. So that myth that people were scrambling all over. And ever since then, like when I left, I used to work for Easy Pass. When I left Easy Pass, I left for another job. Mm-hmm. I left for Time Wonder Cable. So then when I left Time Wonder Cable, I left for the career that I'm in now, which is the Department of Sanitation. And I ain't got to go nowhere else, like I said, for the next seven years. Once these seven years are up, then it's my choice. Once I'm fin- I get to my 20, I can retire or I can stick around a little longer. But it's dope to be able to know that when I hit the age of 47, 48 years old, I'm completely retired and I don't have to work for anybody again. Yeah. And then what, what I've noticed about my two oldest kids or whatever is just like the oldest one, she wants shit because like for her, she was the first born and she was spoiled, you know, mm. by the grandparents. You know, that's my first child and all that stuff. But when she was getting older and coming to the you know, realization that like, hey, this is a trend. I want this thing. I want this thing. I want this thing. That's when I hit her with like, look, I am your father. I love you. And I will give you the basic necessities that you need to thrive in life, whether Mm -hmm. for education, you know, I'll, you know, I'll keep power in this house, clothes on your back, food in your stomach, and, you know, give you everything that you need so you can get to school on time and, you know, get your education so you can be a productive human being. But if you need, well, not need, if you want anything outside of what I provide for you on a basic level, you need to get a mm-hmm. job. Right. <laughs> you need to go to work. So if you want all this fly, fancy shit, you go get a job. You know, I'll buy you shoes, I'll buy you clothes, you know, within, you know, what I feel is w- what is needed for a child. Like, I ain't going to buy you a pair of shoes every two fucking weeks. If you want an extra pair of shoes mm-hmm. outside of what I get you normally, get a job and buy whatever the hell it is you want. So, oh, yeah. Well, that, that was, I mean, well, that was, that was my thing. I mean, I, I didn't get, I, I couldn't ask my parents for shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like my father did the same job that I'm doing right now. He did that for 30 years. But I, growing up, I never felt like I could ask them for anything. And other than when, you know, it was necessity time, but then I at least was able to, you know, maintain my shit enough to hold on to it yeah. for as long as I could. But then when I got older, of course, I, I couldn't ask them for nothing. And then fortunately for me, you mentioned sneaker stores. When I was younger, I worked in sneaker stores. So I got to a level where I was fucking buying a new pair of sneakers every other paycheck, like every yeah. paycheck, like shit like that. I was able to keep things. And yeah. I actually, it's funny, like you talking about, you know, buying, being able to buy shit on your own, stuff like that. Like I, um, I was telling this story at work today about uh when uh when i worked at easy pass i made my first permanent employee check and i went and spent like mm-hmm. whoo i think it was like five or six hundred dollars on a cell phone mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
I'm not getting into that story right now, but which is I'll tell you that I'll tell you that story in AC because yeah. it's funny as hell. Which is but, half <laughs> the price of a phone now. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah, well, shit, it's not the iPhone. <laughs> now that the price that I spent on that phone, and that and that was one of like the the first Palm Pilot like fully touchscreen phones oh, that I was color. That yeah. was color. It was the rectangle gray one. Yeah, I had and the same was, joint. It had the little pin. It had the little square button on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, no, it had no button. It had it had the it had the stylus, oh, but it didn't have no it had no buttons on it. I, I'd have to look it up, but I, I'll tell you that story about that one. It was a fucking comedy. I'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about that in two weeks. But, oh, <laughs> my bad. In seven days, my bad. <laughs> no, actually, it's six. I I use my fingers to count. <laughs> 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 holding a five. That's six. <laughs> Bro, man from the fifth floor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't even know how the hell that of course. This is random rambling. This is how the fuck we got into real life. We got into freaking But the one thing we fit we forgot to get into. Mm-hmm. Why the Deadly Boys are the greatest fucking tag team ever. I did say that the last time we was on. And I say it again. The Deadly Boys are the greatest tag team. In wrestling history, I don't want to hear that shit. When you know when people be talking that crap, that all oh, this Legion to do all the World Warriors, they can't, they don't know which way to call them. It's just because they got all like I, I can mention wrestling to my father. He'd be like, oh, you know, Legion to do and World Warriors because shoulder pads and ah, what a rush and mm-hmm. the red face paint and uh, the that that was like the you know that was like the okay yeah you y'all got that one that was cool. That was in the era when the tag team was the shit too. Like, mm-hmm. but the Dudley Boys just—they—they they took tag team into the extreme. If you want to get cliche, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, eight-time tag team champs in ECW, mm-hmm. eight-time, maybe nine-time or more in WWF, WWE, however you want to call it. Yeah, I mean. I've never seen, I think still to this day, in person, mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody draw as much heat as I've seen the Dudley boys. Definitely in person. Mm-hmm. Definitely in person. I've never seen nobody, and even on camera. I mean, we could just go back to the one, remember when they was flipping out and talking about they was fucking everybody's girlfriends, and mm-hmm. this is when, uh, what was um. Ah, oh, damn it! What was the what was the announcer's name that the uh, the the announcer dude that they dude had the, that that the always had like a broken nose or yeah the neck brace and shit yeah the neck brace what the hell was his name why am I drawing a blank see I don't remember because like for me um I know the Dudleys I got their name see for me I only know the Dudleys from you know the when they first hit WWE. Cause like uh, ECW was like hit and miss for me or whatever. It's like I only knew about it through tapes and you okay, know, okay, okay, and all kind okay. of stuff. So I mean, I wasn't really immersed in. I wasn't about that life, you know. Uh, no, I, yeah, I see. I didn't get to. I didn't get to the quote unquote ECW arena in Philly when I was younger like that. But the two times they came to to, uh, to Staten Island, I man, listen, I I wish I still had them. To, Excuse me. Till this day, the first one, I had a beer can from the Sandman mm. crushed in the exact same crush points that he squeezed the can and threw it out 
to the crowd, I had that can intact. So I forgot how, at least a good maybe 10 years after, and then I threw it, you know, I eventually got thrown out. And that, when I got that, was hit the ground. Yeah, I had literally, like, Walter Payton stiff-armed this kid's head. I palmed his head and was like, nah, this is mine. <laughs> slowly picked it up and was like, dream, like, dream, dream sealed. And then the next one, New Jack went through a table, went through Sean Guy Dudley on a table, and I was able to get the middle piece of the table. Damn. And I carried that shit on the bus home, proud like a big trophy. Like, but yeah, I, I, I there was a point though, like you, even though ECW was an East Coast brand, there was a point like you where I had to, you know, you had to go old school and set the VCR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to try to set the VCR to catch ECW, or I would try to stay all types of hours awake because they was only coming on, on but certain channels and certain times of the night, and then a lot of it, yeah, you had to catch on tape and things like that. Like, I learned about the, the you know, the the myth of Mick Foley and, the, um, you know, the, the the historic death match that you went through because I went and I found and I bought that tape. Yeah. Like, I had that tape. And then, and then from there, I mean, I'm spinning off, I'm sorry, but that led me into watching the other death matches from Japan. All this shit that you find on YouTube right now, like mm-hmm. look up Mr. Pogo and um, some ah, damn, I, the guy's name is too long, but you look up Mr. Pogo and Deathmatch, you'll find everything that I used to see on tape back in the day, like Big Japan and all that shit. And ECW was in that same boat, just like you, yeah. where you had to kind of find a VHS and hope you know, it, you know, even not the not the just sidebar, but. Even Dragon Ball Z back in the day. Yeah. Used to have to go get on VHS tape before they even thought of bringing it to America to put on TV. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, I was ingrained in my wrestling like that. Like, you used to pick up the wrestling magazines, shit like that. And I just, I don't know. Like I said, to say that the Dudleys is the greatest ever, it's like, just, you just check the stats. I mean, just check the stats first and foremost. And then watch the tape. I mean, individually, you could say whatever. Like, I wasn't a fan of the whole Pastor Devon shit. And, <laughs> you know, that shit was corny. And uh, and and then, uh, obvi- you know, for obvious contractual reasons, Bully Ray, they changed it. You know, they made him change his name to Bully Ray and stuff like that. And, you know, Dudley's, though, as a tag team, though, there is none, has been none better you could mention your Edge and Christians. You could mention your Hardys, who, in their in their right, in you know, in their respects, they put on some of the greatest matches I think we've ever seen. Yeah, but at the same time, they all kind of involved the Dudleys. <laughs> that too, <laughs> that too, that they definitely too. I was looking up numbers before, and two of the matches of the year was them Edge and Christian versus the Dudleys. I think two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Years in a row, man. It's just, I don't know. You can't really defend me on it because you didn't get to see them much back in the day, but you could probably, you could try to put up anybody you want against me, and I'm still, you know, they might be a close second, but I don't think there's no tag team better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're they standing the test of time or whatever. So, like, let, let's just think back. Whenever they were in their prime and, you know, you've seen them or whatever, I mean, what, what, what year was that? 
Oh, when they came from when they came out, ninety six. Okay. And up. Like that 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 era I was most heavily into it because I was getting older and as we discussed before, like I really wanted to get into the game. But at that age back then I didn't you know, I wasn't driving and I wasn't working. I didn't have a job I literally didn't have a job until I was eighteen, so it wasn't like I was generating money to be able to pay for a wrestling okay. school that there was no wrestling schools in Staten Island or, or that I knew of to get like when the one time I tried to go find one in New York City, we we got lost. Me and my boy got lost <laughs> on the train. And I gave up at that day, like fuck this. I guess it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> and then the only other ones I knew was in New Jersey, but I didn't have a car to get there. Yeah. Now, I didn't have a thousand dollars. So now com- how how are you keeping up with today's wrestling, with current wrestling as of now? I I I said it to you before, and I'll say it again. AEW. When when we last spoke, and I said I think AEW is getting me back into it. Mm-hmm. AEW has gotten me back in. Word. AEW, and I'm like I'm at the point of like DVR and uh, Dynamite because it comes on Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights is generally the days that uh, JP and I record the podcast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, by the time you hear this, this our podcast will would have been released the previous Friday because we're going to have to record on the Thursday mm-hmm. due, to, uh, due, to, due to my man having to see his sixes on the opening night. <laughs> I, mean, I don't give a fuck what my Knicks play because we're going to be ass juice anyway. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, now nah, AEW's got me locked in, man. A lot of, they got me locked in. And to see, like, I, I heard of Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. and now to see him in action in the States, like, I, I appreciate what this guy does. And, you know, I though I think his mic, his, his mic skills at times can be very long-winded, which I think that's due to what I've seen on tape of him in Japan, yeah. where the Japanese seem to not really play too well to the mic work. And it's just he's talking to a lot of dead air, not a lot of crowd responses. Mm-hmm. Even his even his promo stuff still feels a little bit long winded over here. Yeah. But the the dude talent wise in the ring is just incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Jericho. I mean, over time, Chris Jericho has made me more and more of a fan of this guy. You know, well, as you know, we definitely would like to pop a little bit of the bubbly with him too. No. <laughs> <laughs> up in, up until ten minutes ago, that's what I was doing. I was sipping bubbly this whole time. I'm I'm, I'm letting yeah. y'all I'm letting y'all behind the cur- curtain or whatever because I drank a little bit before this because my wife got me some some of this new wine to try out. So I had a glass of that. Then I came up here. I was drinking a Smirnoff Ice, and for whatever reason, uh, you know, my kid gave me a, a Tootsie Pop, and I've been eating on that too. <laughs> nice. A little bit of everything. I, I, I'm about to reach over some water because I got to wake up and get this overtime tomorrow. But I'm I'm up now. I like, can go however long needed, man. But but yeah, but nah, but uh, but AEW's got me back in, man. I what's the um? Damn it! What's that kid that came down in the skateboard's name? Oh, Joe something. Darby Allen. Darby Allen, yo, the coffin drop. That shit is crazy. It's such a basic move. It is so basic, but that shit looks so good. 
that shit looks so good. I, that that coffin drop shit had me. And then too, like I I didn't fully understand the young bucks. Like, and I say yeah. that meaning like I I didn't know their 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 star power or or why people wouldn't even talk about them. Mm. Watching those kids work in the ring, my goodness, yeah. my goodness, they those kids can work. Those kids are definitely good, great workers, man. And then to see Dustin Rhodes still going at it, yeah, and going at it like he's like he's like that aging veteran that's like still thinks he's thirty years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking great. It's great. But I, I, I just you know what I, I just want to see like it's going to take time. It, it just feels like they need continuity to, to happen a little more mm-hmm. like matching up storylines better and everything just feels so loose and it's just like let's get over John Moxley who's just a badass but we're just making him look like a badass with no true context behind it mm-hmm. kind of thing like that's this just my opinion yeah and then too I like what they're doing with the women better than whatever the WWE WWF has ever done with women because they are allowing these women right out the gate to show their athleticism and show true in-ring work and talent in the ring more than just being pretty with plate with fake boobs. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, I mean, even though the women in the WWE has kind of been working some now, it just doesn't, it, it feels more realistic coming out of AEW. Yeah. Because you got the Japanese women and then again, you got Awesome Kong back. Yeah. That, yeah, was, that, was, that was a shocker when she first came for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it just seems like she don't get the respect due. Like, she's like the female Vader, in my opinion. Like, yeah, yeah. she should be in there like a wrecking machine. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, they're getting me back in. You know, when we had the conversation before, TNA has been dead to me. Like, I, to see all them black holes in their audience and stuff is such a turn off. And, mm. you know, but, I, I do want to see what Master P does oh, yeah. with his hog with his hog wrestling. No man, I thought <laughs> dog, I thought that was like a, a, a Josh. I thought that was a sham. I thought he was just fucking around with the you know the media uh-huh. that he's speaking to at the time, but he was straight up serious, dog. And it's official. He has bought House of Glory Wrestling, and I think he's taking over sometime in twenty twenty, like completely. And mm-hmm. it's gonna be crazy, man. He's gonna make him say, uh. <laughs> he go. He's gonna. <laughs> I'm the captain of this motherfucking tank. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but I, 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 I hope nothing but the best for him, mm. honestly. I, I've been a huge fan of just him in general, man. Just, yeah, yo, the only rapper who can technically say they cashed out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but to, to see Master P doing what he does, and 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 to see that, like honestly, I said, I I said on our show, that can only be as successful as the talent that he brings in. Yeah. And if you know, you know, if you know wrestling, like I know wrestling for sure, that's exactly all he'll need. If he can pull in the right talent that works, then he'll have something. Yeah. Because I, I I, his I mean, name was volumes to the product. Well, first I, what I want to know is like, 
what the backing is going to be like because we know what AEW has with um, the Khan family. They, you know, they own the Jaguars and shit. We know, you know, Vince owns WWE and whatnot. Anthem owns TNA. I mean, what yeah, the TNA impact, which who just bought impact. Yeah, 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 now impact. Yeah, who Anthem owns impact, who just bought their own fucking TV channel. <laughs> they bought right. ac- they bought access. Right. So yeah, they now it didn't. Um, I heard when that happened, no, didn't um Mark Cuban back out of that or something like that? Like they said he was a part of it and then he backed out of it. Well, I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't followed up on it, but if, uh, as far as I know, they should still be on board with that. They're supposed to be launching sometime this month or next. I'm not 100 percent sure. Don't quote me on that. Nah, well, it's 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 still TNA. <laughs> well, no, no, no. <laughs> it's like it's like you can't take the F out of the E. You know, you can't you can put the E in, but you ain't taking the WWF out of us. Like that's been around mm-hmm. as long as you know. Like, is mama naming him Clay? I'ma name him Clay. <laughs> yeah, they they um they debuted on Access, the station that Anthem bought on uh what is this? It say tonight, but it don't have a fucking date on here. That's goddamn dumb. It just say this October. <laughs> I'm a horrible journalist. That's why I don't do this shit. Fucking research. Hey, it's but anyway, anyway, I had a question for you. You said yeah. what, uh, not, what 97 you first you seen Dudley Boys or when they first hit the scene uh-huh. to your knowledge. So that was that was 22 years ago, 23 years ago. So with your knowledge of current professional wrestling and you know from what you've seen over the years since then, who do you who do we have to talk about as the best tag team ever in 2041 or 42 or whatever? You know, when that come around. Well, you're saying another 20 years from now? Yeah, another 22, 23 years from now. <laughs> We're talking about the Young Bucks because the tag team game has been, it, it, it almost feels as if it's been null and void mm-hmm. in, in replacement of the, the, the single superstar. And not everybody can be a single superstar, especially, you know, when you work in Vince's outfit, you know, you got to be, hand chosen or at one time be uh you know be selected by the click as to to you know to be even a, a player you know now give props where due triple h is triple h is doing the damn thing behind the scenes mm-hmm. you know especially with, to my understanding with the nxt product which yeah. i'm not I'm still not too familiar with but i've uh, i've never heard a bad thing and it seems like nxt is what a what AEW is is what NXT has been for the WWE, yeah. but now they're just bringing it to the forefront because of AEW, mm-hmm. and only because of AEW they're bringing it up. But um, but yeah, like it's tag team. I mean, you've seen who? Damn, what, what was the damn group's name? Was it like Mass Construction? Some do some new guys that they have now. They oh, uh, they had to really like. Heavy machinery? Heavy machinery. Like, how 1980s is that, Vince? Like, really? Like, that's like, that's heavy machinery. You just pick big, two big country boys. That's like, that's as bad as, as <laughs> I'm from deepest, darkest Africa. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's as bad as that. 
you know, that's as bad as uh, I, I man, I just can't even tell you, man. I think I I just yeah, twenty years from now we're talking about the young bucks and and just continuing the excellence in tag team wrestling for now and yeah, I mean hopefully maybe tag team wrestling just continues because yeah. I mean you to go again, to go from the eighties where you had Demolition, you had the Heart Foundation, the British Bulldogs, the Killer Bees, the you know Cheeto Santana and whoever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the list goes on and on and on and on and on. So then you get to the Dudleys, Edge, Christian, Hardys, um, uh, 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 the what do you want to call them? The acolytes or the APA, whatever you want to call them. You know, Ron Simmons and and Bradshaw, and there's just I mean we we've had great tag team wrestling up until I would say the mid mid to late two thousands, where in my opinion it's kind of seen its decline. So who knows? I mean, 20, 20 years from now, I'm gonna take a page out of my man JP's book and say we'll see. Mm-hmm. That's the answer. Usually, when we don't have an answer, is we'll see. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I, I would like to say, as of right now, I would say, yeah, the young bucks would be that. Like from twenty years prior, they should be the cats because, like I said, man, those kids are those kids are amazing. Yeah, those kids are fucking amazing. And then we talking way down the line or whatever. I like to see the you know the development or you know how far along AEW has come in that time or yeah that's you talk about, hopefully they'll get folded up yeah yeah and you know you talk about tag teams i think another uh tag team that's you know just hitting the radar now that's featured on aew is freaking um private party yeah yeah kids from new york they say they say they're from new york yeah that could be kayfabe but they say they're from new york yeah, so those guys and then like already another established team the lucha brothers i'm i'm the freaking um, Pentagon and Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So those guys, man, it's just like they do crazy shit. And I just don't understand how it is even possible. And what, you know, what we're finding through the internet now is just like there's going to be, I believe now there's going to be so many more unsung heroes in professional wrestling than they have ever been, in, you know, in the past. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want to talk unsung hero, I'm my number one favorite wrestler of all time, and my list has changed like over the years. Like at one time, it was Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Then it was Ric Flair. Then it was Vader. Then it was, but my number one of all time is one of the most unsung cats that passed away. It's Hayabusa. Oh Japan. yeah, yeah, yeah. He hurt. Yeah, that's the one that got hurt, and then he came back. Yeah, he. Yo, yeah, he broke his neck because he landed on his neck. Yeah, that shit was horrible. I seen that shit. Oh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, let's say he was a favorite of mine and it was like, it almost made me cry. <laughs> but then came back, yeah, came back, did a few more matches and then I forgot what illness he suffered from that he died. I think it was still complications from spinal injury, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. A couple other things, but to me, he's my number one all time. And then again, you want to talk about unsung, like a lot of people aren't familiar with him because they wasn't doing the digging into into the wrestling game like I was, I would say. And I'm not some no 
I'm far from an elitist or whatever because I stayed away from watching wrestling for some years because the WWE product got so stale. And especially when they went back to like the PG model, it was just, in some ways for me, it was unwatchable because they was putting over people that shouldn't have been put over, in my opinion. You know, but that's how they always done. But <clears throat> again, in search of more and different, finding this guy and seeing the stuff that he used to be able to do off the top rope was unreal. Was unreal. RVD is another one that's yeah. like, again, unsung hero. Like, I don't have to even quantify him in the top four or five for me. Like, he's just one of them guys that is just like, I keep him high up there because he was a guy who, in my opinion, just cons- consistently got shit on as far as looks. And, and I mean, he's gotten his title reigns as he got old, you know, as, as time went on. But I'm talking like he should have been like blockbuster star type of title reigns. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't know if it was, as a Stephen A would say, the weed. <laughs> I don't know if it was him <laughs> in the weed, but, you know, hey, I'm pro weed too, but, you know. Big ups to Rob Van Dam, but yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how I got to that tailspin of uh, uh, yeah, unsung wrestlers, yeah. And then I mean Owen Hart too. Rest in peace to Owen Hart. He was the one person, celebrity death wise, that actually made me cry, and it only made me cry because it was reports out before his death that. He was doing that blue blazer stunt one more time. That like that night was it, and then he was going on a major title run. Within a couple months after that, he was supposed to have had the heavyweight strap. Finally, yeah, and you know who else I really wanted to see go for, but I mean, you know, he even talked about it himself. You know, he had his own issues to why it didn't go, fall through. But motherfucking Steven Regal, man, I love that dude. Yeah, I like I like Steve Regal in some sort of way. I, I you know who I would say, which I was listening to an old Steve Austin podcast on Shane Douglas. Yeah, Shane Douglas was the foot there. I mean, you want to talk about a heel that was like another like like the Dudley Boys just knew how to grab a crowd and grab an audience with the mic work alone, and could back it up with excellent ring work like. Shane Douglas, ECW, that, again, uh, ECW time. You missed out on that, unfortunately, even though you could go look up the videos of the franchise when he was the franchise. Yeah. And, and, you know, him, Chris Candido, and Sonny back in, like, that was one hell of a trio. What I always remember him from is when they went from, uh, I forget what they were before it was ECW, when he cut the promo. Oh, yeah, yeah. When there was Eastern Championship yeah, Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. And he threw the belt yeah. down and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, it, it, and listen to him say it in story in interviews, like, that was all unscripted. Like, that wasn't, well, no, well, the, the plan was to go dump it, but Eastern Championship Wrestling didn't know he was going to do that. Like, they knew they was putting the belt on him, but they didn't know he was going to do what he did, which in turn set off extreme championship wrestling and yeah. that that took some balls <laughs> mm-hmm. that that took a huge set of nuts to do that shit yeah that, and was, that was like medusa when she came over and put the um the belt in the trash yeah yeah that's right when on nitro yep right uh nitro but then too remember he was talking about that remember the uh 
how Ravishing Rick Rude <laughs> went from WWF to WCW all in the in same, the same night, night. Then, <laughs> which 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 then revealed that WWF has recorded their shows. Yeah, <laughs> put them on the spotlight. Man, we could be here all night with this classic shit, man. You bringing back so much, so much memories that I didn't think I had. And then, too, to gas my head up, when I went to Comic Con last year, 2018, I definitely paid for the picture with Jerry Lawler because it was Jerry Lawler. Edge was on another booth, but I wasn't a fan of Edge. He was charging more for his pictures, so I was like, fuck that. <laughs> but I was more of a Jerry Lawler fan. And to see Jerry Lawler was about my height, maybe an inch or two shorter than me. And then him telling me, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah man, like, you had the size. You probably should have did it, <laughs> getting into the business. But I was like, that was dope meeting Jerry Lawler at that time. You know, even though I paid for it, yeah, paid for it. But you know, we, we all I missed the opportunity time. as as podcasters, though. I missed the opportunity to say, so what would it take for you to get you on my for me to get you on the podcast? I missed it. I missed doing that with him, but mm-hmm. I did it with DMC downstairs, and DMC never returned my phone call yet. Yes, from Run DMC. Yep. Now, um, have you seen the the video going around about Seth Rollins talking about um, Kenny Omega and AEW? Oh yeah, you, you posted that on IG. All right, I just, I call, yeah, I just wanted when to get I called him Neck Rollins. Yeah, I just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wanted me to say Neck Rollins. No, no, yeah, that too. But I just want you. <laughs> I just want you to verify that, that that was me that posted that video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. <laughs> we are show Random Ramblings, Random Robcast, all of them shit. Check out all of them shit. But, yeah, he posted it up there from the, uh, what was that What was that con name? It was uh, the Pandemic Tour. It came through H-Town. Pandemic Tour. Yeah, that was dope. And that, now, him and Becky are a thing? Yeah, they've been that oh, for a while. They're married for? Well, not married, they engaged. Oh, okay, that's dope. Mm-hmm. He married the man. Yep. <laughs> He's marrying the man. How about that? Well, <laughs> I fun- still don't get that, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah. I like I like what she's doing now. Well, I was, like what she's well, doing. What's funny about that is like he was there for the panel, but he had his phone on the table and he had the Bears game on. Oh, <laughs> and he's just watching like, his dance yeah, get their ass kicked. Yeah, because the the moderator uh, called him on it. She's like, yeah, uh, I know you over there. You got the football game pulled up. He's like, ah, I, I I love football. And then later on that day, yeah. when, when the Saints whipped their ass, he put out a tweet said, "I hate football." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was the that was the yeah. I'm showing you how much I love being here on this panel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't want to take this stupid question next. Nah, he seemed like he was actually a cool guy, though. Even though I joke and call him Neck Rollins, but he seems he seems like he's actually a nice guy. Yeah, like, he don't seem like he's one of these douchebag fucking uh, wrestlers out there that act like they're fucking bigger than uh, bigger than what they think they are. But speaking of wrestlers, another side note: what's um? I think it's Sami Zayn or, yeah. or somebody else. Do you see their their Facebook uh, their Facebook or YouTube show that they got where they go around buying toys? Oh no, that's um oh, Zack Ryder Zack Ryder and Zack um, Ryder, there you go. Zack Ryder, yeah. Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder and his homeboy, um Brian Majors or whatever the fuck. Yeah, he calls his he calls his friend cheap, but Zach like the the one the first one I got to see that I, I, I was paid I actually paid attention to, he bought for five fifty five hundred dollars this big boss man toy that was like a one of one. 
that was fully authentic with a, a, a poster framed of the original hand-drawing mock-up of that Big Boss Man toy. And I believe the toy was autographed. The dude paid $5,500 for this toy. He was looking, they were all looking for like wrestling collectibles and shit. And speaking of Dudley's, he bought the Dudley Boys, um, I forgot from which, I think it was from Jack Specific Toys, mm-hmm. but he bought the D- Dudley Boys, Devo, Bubba Ray and Devon original toys in the packaging. He was like, nah, I gotta let these breathe. I wanted to go, you dumb motherfucker. Like, you should have, I should have screamed through the screen, like, donate them to me. Don't open them. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't open them joints. Give them to me. But, nah. Yeah, they was just dropping cash on, like, different wrestling memorabilia and shit. It was interesting if you could find it. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I mean, that's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> Yeah, I like see. I like weird. I like weird. Real like I like not like the traditional reality shows, but like I like seeing shit like that. Like another side note, since we're talking about buying shit and strange shit, watch this joint Slobby's World on uh, Netflix. It's about this guy who owns this store called Generation Cool in Arizona. I mean, that title so, suggests some. Uh uh, browser like implications. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. It's all, it's all, it's all legit. It's all clean. It's uh, <laughs> no browser's title or you know, no Pornhub affiliate. Spank, bang, all them. You know, <laughs> nah. But Slobby, this show Slobby's World is actually interesting. This cat, he goes hunting for like vintage shit. Now, this dude gets his inventory from doing things like going to the Goodwill store and like picking out some shit that like the average person wouldn't think that there was value in, but somebody who was a collector or looking for vintage shit, he would maybe buy, say, buy like a, a t-shirt for $5, be able to flip the shirt for like $100 because it was like a bootleg Gucci shirt. And people want to buy the bootleg shirts that were authentic to 1985 or 1990. And it really came from that era type shit. Like he digs for stuff like that. And flips it for like ridiculous prices that people pay for. It's hella interesting. It's hella interesting, but it, he seems like a cool guy too. And once you see a lot of the vintage shit that he has, it's like, you know, it's gonna mad callbacks and throwbacks to just like, yo, I remember that. Yo, I remember that shit. Yo, I remember. Like, it'd be a, a lot of reminiscing on old shit. Word. So, another cool show, uh, show involvement to, thing to watch. Speaking of uh, weird things and collectibles and shows and whatnot, what we want to tell everybody about the J One Kind coming up this uh in this six days as this drops, <laughs> <laughs> we stuck on six 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 six. Be there, motherfuckers. Be there. That's all I got to say. Be there. <laughs> Come kick it with us, Blackfinity Gauntlet going no. down during J One Con. Now, now, now. Paddle content creator discussion. No. I'm sorry, I was pausing, but go ahead, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is this is the thing. Now, I've been making the jokes on it about social, on social media and everything, talking about the J1 Con and the Blackfinity Gauntlet or whatever. What yeah. the fuck is it? <laughs> and pause real quick, but I gotta, I gotta give you, I gotta give you major props because as soon as I, as soon as I invited you to the guest list, you've been promoting since day one. Exactly. So I gotta say thank you. Yeah, no problem. The day you asked me to come, it was the day I bought a plane ticket. <laughs> yeah, hey, 
That's how it get down. Now, what was you saying? Now, what was you asking? Yeah, what the fuck is the Blackfinity Gauntlet? <laughs> well, it was, all right, well, I think I mentioned this the last time we talked, but it was created by my man Big Baba Rob out of D.C. Mm-hmm. He uh, he used to have a podcast crew called uh, the, um, the Black Geeks, and he just figured <clears throat> it was this one day in 2016 in Philly at a Malcolm Commons and Coffee House, he figured this woman just opened this store. It's a black woman. Let's go show out and support this black woman's business. And also let's bring in some of the black, you know, black nerds that are podcasters and let's have a talk and let's have a discussion. Let's have a panel discussion. And we called it the Black Finity Gauntlet. He just called it the Black Finity Gauntlet. To my understanding, that's just kind of how it went. <clears throat> the Black Finity name was just obviously a play on the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. All the podcasters coming together representing the stones of the Infinity Gauntlet all coming to the same glove. Mm-hmm. The glove happened to be the Amalgam Comics and Coffee House store. Yeah. All in, and everybody went in there to show her, show Ariel Johnson love and support and you know, drop drop some dollars in a black owned business and su- support a, a new black owned business at that time, and that's what happened. And <clears throat> so, um, long story short, on I, I I we we went down there. The starting five went down there. We went down there as a crew actually when we was talking about team network when uh, it was me and my boy Lance who I think I said that story already. Whatever the case may be. <clears throat> we went down there to be a part of it because I heard black folks, podcasters, let's get our name out there. Mm-hmm. In turn, I ended up making a bunch of friends after that moment. Like people that I've I've worked with several shows over, like the Black Tribbles. I've been on a bunch of their shows. We've done a bunch of things together uh, as far as podcasts were. Um, I haven't done nothing with this with them this year yet, but that. As there's another whole conversation I need to have with them, well, with one person about that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so he created this. It happened then. Two years, I think about two years after. I'm sorry, I was pausing like that. Two years after, he was invited by Jason to bring it back. But when I met Rob, because we was always talking off the app since the first one, we was talking every so often regular like we had a connection with motorcycles like i used to have a kawasaki vulcan i mean yeah kawasaki vulcan 2000 uh he drive he rides like a honda something or other so we was you know we had a bond from that too um so i i used to always tell him like yo if you have another one we want to be involved i want to be involved i want to be involved i want to be a part of it like I, me and jp we want to be on this you know we want to be in so we can get our names out there too, but we want to help build this and we want to help see this thing win also. Mm-hmm. So when Jason invited him to come through with the second one, excuse me, um, he was like, yo, Dan, this is what's going on. And I couldn't think of no other better person than you to come help me build this. Now I'm going to host it this time and third, but I was like, yo, say no more. I'm there. I'm helping build. You want me to help build? I got you. We got you. Want me to help co-host too? Whatever. I got you. He didn't mention co-host, but he mentioned help build. No less than I was so motivated at that point in time. No less than maybe two days after I had the whole show written, everything. I was just waiting on him. Word. I literally had everything written. I was just waiting on him, 
And then I can't, I, I, I kind of mentioned the last show, but I'm not mentioning it again. Some shit happened. A whole storm of things happened to where he didn't want to affect J1Con, so he stepped away and he was like, yo, I was like, I know you use my right hand on this, but, you know, due to this, I can't be a part of that, so it's yours. You can have and do what you want with it for right now. You know, you can have and do what you want with it. I was like, say no more, man. You already know I got the show written. So then that's where I got to inviting the people that I knew that would come through for me. Mm-hmm. And they came through. And then this one came around again. Jason asked me if I wanted to do it. I was like, sure, no problem. I hit my man Rob up like, yo, Jason offered me this. I'm asking you now, do you want to be a part of this? He was like, nah, you know what? I'm good on that. I see what you did with it last year. And I love it, man. So it's yours, man. Rock with it. And so that's it, you know? And uh, it's been mine since last year. And this year, this year, this year, I've been going through a lot more shit mentally and a lot of things going on, just, you know, financial troubles at home, shit like that, man, to where I'm going to be honest on your show here. I haven't had the most focus on writing this one. But I'm confident enough that even if I don't write a thing, we are still going to show out and probably have one of the better panels that weekend. And it's not a competition thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a competition. I'm just that confident in what I do. And I just wish others kind of others outside took a little more. I, 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 I'm sounding like I'm not trying to cry. I just wish we did get a little more recognition for what we did over here, you know, and, and I want to get more invites to other places to do these things too. Like, so hopefully what I'm saying is hopefully people come out and see and watch and say, Hey, I like what that guy did. Yeah. And then, and then when the opportunities come my way, I always go back and go to the people who helped me get to there. And I would be calling out to somebody like you. I would be calling out the Garbled Podcast or Beat Sneaks and Rhymes or the Blacklisted Podcast or Head Nerds in Charge. I, I would ring back to everybody who helped me be on the level that I'm at and say, yo, let's go do this together. If I if there's something that can be done in that realm. You know, I'm a person that always looks back and tries to bring somebody who was there for me, even though people don't do the same for me. But that's just me. And that's why I always say when you generally, when I talk on the show, I used to close our shows with get down with us while we're down because the ride up would be that much sweeter. And that's what I plan to do with a thing like this is it is within a it is within a totally different convention. But let's take it and make that be a standout within that convention to say, yo, People like that. People want to come back and see that. And yeah, that's the goal for that's the goal for six days from now. Word. That is the goal. To as MC Hammer said, turn this mother out. <laughs> turn this mother out. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, man. Yep. Man, you you have enlightened us all. You got you got me a little misty at the end. You will hit me with the realness and shit. I was gonna make a joke. Chris high fives, brother. Chris high fives. Chris, got him. 
I'm, I'm, I need to make that shirt. <laughs> Chris, high five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, I'm going to give you something. When, when, we, when we link up, I'm going to give you something that we, my boys, used to do back in the day. You can add that to your arsenal, too. <laughs> it's the damn, um, I'm going to do it like the, the um, I'm a Paul Heyman guy shirt. He was like, yeah. I'm, a, yeah. I'm a Chris Pie Five guy. <laughs> oh, that would then, would then sounds like a, sounds like a, you can almost flip that into, I'm a, I, I'm a Five Guys guy. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you turn into a burger chain. Yeah, I'm a burger man. <laughs> I do like a tasty burger, though. Yeah, still. <laughs> Remember when Theo and them used to call girls burgers on the Cosby show? <laughs> Word. <laughs> I might, my bad if I just threw off in another tangent, but that's just where that led me to. But anyway. Man, let, <laughs> let, let everybody know where they can find you on social media and find out wherever the hell you're going to be at and what you're going to be doing and what you do and all that stuff. <laughs> The startingfivshow.com is the place to go. We're on anchor.fm now, so you can go to the starting five show on the link on the tab at the top of the page to get to the podcast link to play our shows. You can hit up our sponsors link too. You can check out the two sponsors that we had recently. Shout outs to Dingo Dan and uh, Hook Shrubs and Spices, as always. Good friends of Random Ramblings and now the Starting Five. Um, the Starting Five underscore podcast on Instagram. If you want to follow me personally on Facebook, I'll allow it. Just please DM me with, yo, you heard me on Random Ramblings. You can find me at facebook.com slash SFH5. That is SF for Challenge Finest Ace 5. Not S Face 5. Not face, none of that shit. It's SF Ace Five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's all the years of trauma that that name has went through. Um, if you got any questions, concerns that you want to, you know, you want to be on our show too, the show dot com. Hit that contact us link. Uh, fuck Twitter because I'm not gonna say my Twitter handle and I hate that place. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not giving that out. And uh, yeah, Instagram is the place to find us. The website, the place to find us. I'm not giving you my phone number. B Rob, you got that shit. Nobody else needs it. Word. I ain't gonna pick up a phone call. I ain't gonna pick up a phone call anyway. I get enough calls from scam likely anyway, so <laughs> I don't need more. <laughs> Word. I don't need more, man. And and I mean that's about it. Um. Also, look out for HHDG Media Incorporated. We should be coming out with some things coming soon. Shout out to my brothers who are my business partners on that. Um, and yeah, I mean, not much else. Not much else to have to big up tonight, man. You know what it is, man. We since we connected, man. You good with me for good until you fuck me over, and I don't see that happening, brother. Yeah, I don't see that either because that's not right. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. But I, I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Well, in the six days. Six days. Six <laughs> days. Six days, son. Six days. Son. Six days at the J1 kind. I'm going to be out there. Yes, I'm probably bring leftover Philly cheesesteak from Philly when I touch down. And yep, yep. We got to bring, like I said, maybe maybe on the way, we, I got to have JP bring you from Gatano's too. Uh, if, look up Gatanos if you're on Facebook or whatever. Look up Gatanos. G A G A E G A E T A N O S. 
and look up the size of their sandwiches. Word. Oh, holy shit. Yo, a large is like two foot long heroes, just about. It's about an 18 inch hero. Well, we call them heroes. Y'all call them subs. They call them whatever. Hoagies. I'm a New Yorker. It's a hero. Because <laughs> it's going to save but, your life when you're hungry. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, check that out too. Word. So uh, Word. that's it. Um, six days, y'all, from the time this dropped. Not because you can be listening to this like 20 days from now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's been too late, but you can come around to the J1 Con the next year, 2020. <laughs> yes, sir. Jamaica. And as you heard, the countdown is on from uh, the day this is posted on the Sunday. Um, we got six days left. You know, the J1 Con will be here. I'll be out there in freaking Atlantic City, New Jersey, you know, mingling with the peoples and everything handing out crisp high fives and whatnot. So if you're in the general vicinity, come on in. Uh, come join the fun and the festivities and whatnot. Come see your boy live and in person and whatnot. Whatnot, 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 whatnot. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. I got the everything in line. Got my rental car, all that stuff. I'm going to be in Philly for a little bit before I make the um, drive down to uh, Atlantic City. So if you're in the Philly area, let your boy know. I, I, I swing through and give you high fives and shit. And uh, maybe we can share a cheesesteak. Philly cheesesteak. Oh, yeah. But uh, I got some other things I need to tend to today. Um, hope to see you there. And uh, next week, I have a doozy of an episode. It's uh, Goobs. And uh, freaking Toby from the Secret Levels podcast. And I have some heavy editing to do. I, I, I really hate editing my show. <laughs> it's just me. I would, And it's weird because I would rather edit video and, you know, try to sync audio and all kind of stuff from external recordings more than just editing audio from my podcast. So that's some weird shit. Anyway. But um, it's a doozy up episode because I have plenty of episode uh, editing to do to it and whatnot. And I hope you appreciate the effort that I put into it whenever you do hear it next week. So um, without further ado, you can find me on Twitter at 3R Show. My personal account still out there. You know, it's B-Rod, but I'm using at 3R Show on Twitter more and more to, you know, just brand awareness brand branding myself baby so if you want to hit me up hit me up on 3r show and if you you want to hit me on the other one hit me on the other one it, it is the dms are wide open for all of you to contact and send virtual high fives crisp ones at that and um you can follow me on instagram by using the hashtag 3r show or the hashtag walmart log so uh, you got all those uh, ways to hit me up on the social medias and whatnot. You can also go to randomrobcast.com to where you can find many ways to help support the show. Um, The Patreon is going to get shaken up here pretty soon. It's only going to be two tiers now. So it's either going to be a dollar or $10. Might be a third tier somewhere in there, but that'd be more of a 
advertising purposes and whatnot. That'll be uh, I stole that idea from uh, Mr. Devin Cox. So fuck you, sir. And um, so it's normal now. It is as it is now. I hadn't went back into the page and edited, but got some uh, cool stuff that can be in the works from that there. Basically, you're making me work for what you're paying me for. <laughs> so that's what it's going to be more about. You know, you see all that. Just go to Patreon and, you know, whenever I make the change, I'll be tweeting about it. Got a little tongue tied there. I'm I'm over here. I'm talking here and I'm glancing at the game over there. The Saints is currently winning right now. Drew Brees threw a motherfucking interception and I'm pretty upset about that so I'm my, my attention is divided right now but um, other ways that you can help support the show uh, by going to randomrobcast.com you can um, hit up the sponsor Hooks Rubs and Spices there's a link on there for that to where if you use the promo code 3R show you can get 10% off your order 6 bucks or more and um, I think there's an old studio link up there for the headphones. I don't even know if that shit still work, but you're welcome to try. But um, definitely hit the hooks, rubs, and spices out. They got a new design. They got new flavors. They're actually in fucking stores, and you know, in their home operation area of uh, Utah. So they're actually in fucking stores. That's amazing. And, you know, hopefully they'll get some more reach to some other places and whatnot. So uh, shout outs to the hooks, rubs, and spices family. Um, also, there's Amazon links on the website, randomrobcast.com, to where you, this is what I need you to do if you're an Amazon shopper like myself. Uh, click the link. It'll take you to Amazon. You don't pay nothing extra. And save that as your homepage. You know, one of your um, your freaking, your, your mark tabs and whatnot. So every time you click that Amazon link to go shopping on Amazon, I get some kickback off, off your purchases and whatnot. Um, also, I have a wish list if you want to donate items and equipment to the show. There's a link on there for that. You can see my wish list and help your boy out. Get some equipment so I can do more things and what not, what not, what not, what not. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. There's a merch. There's a, uh, merch all over the place on there. So you hit up randomrobcast.com, hit the merch tab. You can buy shirts, hats, T-shirts and all those other cool things. Um, also the most important way that you can help support this show you know minus the, the the cash app and the paypal which you can donate straight up if you don't want to buy anything or do patreon or whatever just donate up some money but the most important way that you can help this podcast out and any other podcast that you listen to and it's absolutely free it only costs your time and that's to get on iTunes or wherever you can write a review and leave the highest rating possible, five stars or whatever have you. Right now, as we speak, as this episode airs, as it hits your ears and you're listening to me talk, I am sitting at 67 reviews on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever they call it. And I am trying to make it the Saints just scored a motherfucking touchdown. I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, I'm trying to get to 100 reviews by my birthday, March 29th. So I, I believe it's plenty of time. Uh, maybe we can get over that 100 uh, review mark. But as of now, as I ask, pretty please, could you go on iTunes or if you don't have iTunes, uh, steal somebody's account <laughs> or what? Or like I said, whatever review avenues you have for, um, you know, writing a review for this podcast. I need them five stars. Uh, I very much appreciated trying to hit a hundred and the Saints just made the extra point and it is 17 to six. They're beating the Cardinals. 
but reviews trying to get to 100 before my birthday or on my birthday either or that'll be that's my birthday present if y'all don't want to spend no money y'all don't want to do none of the other stuff this is your birthday gift to me writing me a five-star review and i would very humbly and so much appreciate that um that's it um j1 con this uh next weekend uh november 2nd and 3rd and then the h-town pod fest November 16th and then newly added the NerdCon second anniversary uh, convention uh, here in Houston, Texas as well. So December 7th. Yeah. But yeah, that's all that's going on. I appreciate you for listening. Come support. Hang out and I'll see you next time.